Hi, this is Reese Roper, and you're listening to our newest podcast ever. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew and John, and we love this podcast because it's about us. Welcome to Magnified Pod, the second season, our newest podcast ever. And what are you doing? You should be going to the Five Iron Frenzy Kickstarter page right now, where they are funding their latest album, Until This Shakes Apart. You can download and stream their new song, So We Sing. Uh, also, I'm Andrew. I'm John. All of that is true. All of that is true. This is our podcast. <laughs> and we're not going to, we're literally not going to do anything up front because we're talking to Andy Verdecchio today. And we're going to be talking about the Kickstarter. We're going to be talking about the new single. We're going to be talking about the album. Uh, we're going to be talking fast feeling. We're going to be talking, we're going to be talking all of it. Uh, we're going to be, we got some talking. Uh, five iron set list that john and i put together andy put mm. together one too so mm. we got a lot coming up yeah man it's an exciting day in five iron frenzy land in Magpod nation it's all coming together it's 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 crazy john we started this season off in january and little did we know that the culmination of the end of this season yeah would be Talking about the launching of the new Five Iron Frenzy Kickstarter. You got a good track record here for bands that we're choosing uh, releasing <laughs> albums while we're doing the podcast. <laughs> that is that is true. Uh, yeah, so I guess we need to be this this third season. <laughs> I don't know if 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 it mm. if it if our track record proves anything, there could be a That's bunch right. of new music coming out. Get that uh, Magpod momentum. Yeah, that. <laughs> That magmentum. That's right. Uh, that will never catch on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I said no bullshit. We are, <laughs> let's just get to the good stuff. Our conversation with Andy. Also, you're still listening. Go to the Kickstarter right now and check out what they got over there. But here is our conversation with Andy Verdecchio. Uh, John, today on Magnified Pod, we have Andy Verdecchio closing out. Our second yeah. season <laughs> of Magnified Pod. We, he is the <laughs> Five Iron Frenzy drummer. He is an author uh, and poet. Uh, Andy, welcome back to Magnified Pod. You were on our first season, and it seems fitting that you close out uh, this last season. So welcome back. Glad to be here. Uh, so let's just, let's just get right to the crux of this five iron frenzy brand new album kickstarter launching today people can go check it out right now uh there's a new single that people can uh stream and download um so what uh, can you tell us about this uh this new single uh the new single is called so we sing um and it is it's about being in Five Iron Frenzy. Mm. This album has a lot of dark themes in it, but not this mm. song. <laughs> mm. 
This is yeah. like this is like the song that is uh it's a happy song. That was one thing we actually discussed is that like based on what we had heard from you guys about the record and kind of the state of the world and everything and the album title being until things shake apart which sounds ominous, we sort of expected the first song to be maybe a little darker and it's interesting that the first one is kind of, you know, that that hope still flies vibe like the Yeah hopefulness of five iron can you talk about like how you guys decided on this being the first song was it part of the the theme of it being the reason um well i mean like you said a lot of the tone of the overall record is pretty dark but um we had talked about uh there was another song that we had talked about um having be our our first song called while supplies last yes but um it would be I don't know. We were just thinking that there's a lot of, it's pretty heavy time. Mm -hmm. So we thought a little bit of positivity would taste nice. Yeah. You know, in the midst of all this awful feelings and disease and yeah. Yeah. Riots and stuff. I mean, unrest and everything. It's just, we felt like maybe a little positivity would, would be refreshing. Well, let's let's dive into it then and, and yeah. hear uh, hear some of the song. Yeah, let's check out some of "So We Sing." Oh man, Dang it. those horns! Oh yes, love that. This so I listening to <clears throat> this this mix and uh, <laughs> I get I just got so I got so psyched you know as as you know we uh, heard the previous mix and Reese's vocals being so much more forward and the the horns being so uh, crisp and John and I were talking uh, before you came on. Um, how there's something that Jeremy does that he is on these last two records that he has done something with your drums. He has mic'd or he has mixed or he has done something with your drum sound and they always just sound so, so great. So we are, uh, can you, can you tell us a little bit about the, um, so this these drums uh for this record were recorded at scott's house actually um and scott and micah produced and engineered um mostly scott um but uh 
uh, Micah as well engineered mm. and produced the record. Jeremy's just mixing. Okay. Uh, and recording Reese's vocals as well. Yeah. Um, but that that drum sound that's that's Scott's living room, man. Damn. And so, that's so just, it. Just sounds his, that's that's that is Scott and Micah their setup for your drums and Jeremy mix Jeremy S H Griffith is the one who's mixing it all. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, but I I will say this. Um, one thing I like about because I've recorded with Scott twice, and and Jeremy. Uh, just the one time, but the one thing I, I do like about uh, Scott and Jeremy's style of um, producing is there's more, there's a lot of enthusiasm on a good take. Mm. So if there's a good take, mm. man, you know, they're, they're on it with like, that was really good. Or, you know, that was that, that Phil kicked ass or whatever. Um, and, especially on this record um, and not quite as much on the fast feeling and, and the last five iron record, but it was still there with that too. There was, it's a lot more relaxed. Mm -hmm. Like I don't feel as much pressure. Mm. I know that what I'm going to do is going to, you know, I know that the people that are putting it together are going to like it. Yeah. So what do you, what do you attribute that? like newfound being relaxed about it too. Like, is it where you guys are at now? Is it how you're feeling about, you know, the process? Uh, so we did this, we did this last record in three sessions for the drums. Okay. So we weren't, we weren't in a huge hurry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, which is also kind of why this album has taken such a long time. I mean, we had demos like, three years ago or something like that mm -hmm. that we were kicking around and um i mean we just we just really took our time with this record and i mean if i played the demos some of the demos that i sent out well scott's demo scott's demos are always pretty fleshed out from the start but mm -hmm. like my demos and and reese's demos and everything, it's they don't sound like the same songs because they've evolved so much yeah yeah, something so, tells me um, a 2017 record would have sounded different than a 2020 record as far as lyrically speaking. For sure, for sure. I mean, so you talk, we talked a lot about when we had Jeremy on the show about the sound changing for Engine and sort of like feeling like some of the live sound of you guys was captured on that record in a way that maybe it hadn't been before. Like, mm -hmm. I think especially with the drums. So it's interesting to hear, you know, with setting up with Scott and Micah this time, like, how do you, how did you approach the drum sound? Did you have a particular way that you wanted them to go? Did you have a setup that you wanted to use? Or were you just kind of trusting that those guys would, would be able to create the best sound? Um, well, I mean, I, I have my, my normal setup. Um, which is kind of how I like things to sound. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, as far as the snare sound, um, we had we had this uh, bell brass pearl okay. snare drum, mm -hmm. and it was just banging. Yeah. And um, we weren't sure, that, and that was the first grouping of songs that we used that on, and we weren't sure if um, 
if we were going to, when we were going to record again and it was Scott's and he sold it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then I got, but then I got this deal with uh, Badger drums, Badger drum company. Mm-hmm. And uh dude built me a kit and the snare sound sounds fantastic. Mm. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and so it's a little bit of that bell brass snare and a little bit of this, uh, uh, for uh, eight by 14 maple and uh, uh, birch uh, snare. Okay. Yeah. And it just, both of them just sound killer. The, the maple one's a little warmer. Okay. Um, but you know, and then as far as just feel goes, uh, I had just, I've just been listening to a lot of uh, traditional ska reggae and rock steady stuff. Mm-hmm. And just really deep diving and and you know getting my fingernails dirty, you know. And uh <clears throat> I just started playing along to a lot of that stuff and mm-hmm. it kind of shaped my drumming for this record. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always liked that stuff and and I always played along to it, but I never had such a hyper focus on it like I did preparing for this record. Sure. Yeah, I feel like each of you who we've had on the show have talked about the, you know, leaning in the direction of kind of two-tone sound more for this record. And I feel like from second one of hearing those horns mm-hmm. on yeah. this song, it's just like, oh, I know exactly where we're at. It's yeah. like, I don't know if it's like the punchiness or something of the horn sound, but it just immediately captures mm-hmm. that kind of vibe. And uh, yeah. It's got it's those like dubby kind of echo yeah, things right. going yeah. on mm-hmm. that I'm just like, I'm, I'm immediately... I'm immediately into that, that sort of, that kind of sound because I'm, I'm here for it. So, uh, so what you're saying is we can expect a little bit more of that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, it's, it's still a five iron record. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to give the wrong impression that it's like, it's like a two tone record. Sure. You know, obviously by listening to that last track, you know, but there's a lot of influence of like dub and traditional ska rock steady stuff on this record way more than any of our other records. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I don't know, is, is it a actual bass or is it keys that form that kind of main hook in the song? The dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's just the, his bass with the effects on it. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was at first and then when it gets to the kind of uh, the second to last chorus, it's got that sort of organy sound. And I was like, maybe this is all mm-hmm. keys. I don't know. You'll be uh, pleasantly surprised at the number of bloops and bleeps. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> there's for a five iron record. There's a uh-huh. few bloops and bleeps. There's a few bloops and bleeps in there. Not, not a lot, but <laughs> I want those bloops and bleeps. I love the little, the synthy flourishes um, yeah. mm-hmm. in there too. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to dig in a little bit to there's that, you know, that fuzzy baseline. I feel like it's just a great hook. It's an immediate sort of like, this is a song that you can build, uh, or this is a hook that you can build a song around. It's so, it's so memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the general vibe of it, like we were saying, I mean, it's kind of this return to sort of the five iron mission statement of sort of, you know, he, Reese is talking about sort of Peter Pan, the idea of like mm-hmm. finding hope and joy in the band despite circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I got to say, this is the first proper five iron swear word, I think. 
um, which, you know, with MXPX, when we were covering them last season, they put out a new album. They had their first swear word. You guys are doing it now. I just feel like we're a bad influence. Um, but I mean, <laughs> I, I really, I, we're just, we're just riding on their coattails. <laughs> <laughs> we're just repeating their stuff because we're like, Hey, that worked. Let's try that. I, I, mean, I actually like, it's one of my favorite. It, it is actually, no, it's my favorite line in the song. Yeah. It's no, no, cool. no, no. It's, it's my second favorite. Let's go. We could even do we could even do a top five for lyrics in the song. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, let's play the part that we're referring to because we haven't we haven't gotten there yet. So. This drum set. That's my favorite line. <laughs> yeah. That line delivery is great. Yeah. His Yelly Reese is, of course, uh, I'm on the record. We're both on the record being a big fan of Yelly Reese. But that, yeah, that line delivery. Uh, tell all the grownups they can kiss our ass. Well, yes, we're, we're big fans of Zoe Sing. I just wanted to, you know, along the lines of, of lyrics that we love, you know, the song closes out with, the moment the world begins to sting, we are alive if we still sing. And again, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's maybe like this album's hope still flies sort of mantra, like mm-hmm. in the face of everything that's happening right now. So I don't know. That really resonated with me. I think it's a cool place to sort of end. And, and call- speaking of bridges. Yes. <laughs> I mean, did it, did it pass the test? Is it, is it, is it good or? I, I do love a bridge. It's true. Um, I, I like it a lot. I think the, my favorite part might be like the transition from the bridge back into like the second to last chorus where it really peels where back and carries slows down. that note. <laughs> yes. That's great. That part. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I love, I think the reason <laughs> that I love bridges <laughs> so much or talk about them a lot is because it's like, if I can follow the song on a journey, I'm like verse, I'm with you, chorus, I'm with you. If it like pushes up to the next place with the bridge, then I'm really like, okay, I'm fully locked in with where the song is taking me. And I definitely think, that happens with this one. So yes. See, it's funny because I I am this, exactly the same way about a, a good bridge. Uh-huh, like okay. you can like, um, I feel like the verse and the chorus are like the first and second act of a play, mm. and the bridge is where everything comes together, and yeah. you have your opportunity to like, this is exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah, totally. And sometimes if the bridge is a bummer, it's like, oh, that's too bad. I really wanted to be on board. But if it takes you to that yeah. next level, it's like, oh, well, this, I'm into this. Yes. <laughs> uh, it passes passes the John Bridge seal of approval. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, Andrew, are there other things about So We Sing you want to bring up or should we? You know, I, I think better? everybody just needs to go download it, stream it, play it yep. a bunch. I've been listening to it. I've been listening to it a lot. I've been, there are already so many hooky parts to it that I'm finding myself, you know, singing along. And I think Mm -hmm. it's, I can, I can foresee this being such a great live song. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm psyched for that. So everybody should go, go download. So we sing. Um, 
and also check out the the Kickstarter. Uh, I don't at the at at launch date. You know today, uh, what can people expect to find at this point on 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 the Kickstarter? Um, well, um, there are. I mean, obviously, uh, digital download, vinyl. T-shirts, actual, actual physical copies of CDs, um, hoodies, and then like some of the other, uh, cooler items are like, uh, I'm going to be putting all of my, uh, heads that I used Mm -hmm. recording this. Mm -hmm. I'll be putting all those up and they'll all be signed by the band. Cool. Um, cool. So that's, that's one of them. Uh, virtual drum lesson. I'm going to do a virtual drum lesson. Hell yeah. Um, so there's there's some cool stuff like that in there, man. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's weird because last time we had like come to Denver and yeah. you know, yeah, right. show you around or get a ticket to the to the Kickstarter release party or whatever. Yeah, and it's just a, such a different world now. Yeah, uh, we had to be pre- really creative this time around, and yeah, there'll be some pretty cool items in there for for people to pick up. And so one can of course expect. Um, Cheese is three, right? I think where we can all agree that there needs to be a third, a third cheeses. For sure, yeah. Um, I mean, I've been I've been preparing for that too. I've, I've uh, you know I've been digging into some some of my old stacks. You know, Engelbert Hunkbert Inc. Um, yeah. You, you know Wayne Newton. Right on. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can really expect something special from. From cheeses three. No, we're not really thinking about doing that again. Got to got to complete the holy trinity of cheeses. Dude, yeah, I, uh, I, I know. Andy, I'm gonna text you right now. I created a mock-up of a cheeses album, a cheeses three album title or uh, album cover, and I'll just get those creative juices flowing. You know. Yeah, and you know, I sent I sent it to Reese and. Uh, uh, no response. He no, he 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 liked it, but you know that doesn't necessarily mean anything other than I don't know. It might. Speaking of uh, maybe being a little little offensive on the offensive side, uh, I don't know. But you know the cheeses albums, especially the first one, you know pushed pushed the boundaries of. Uh, <laughs> 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 we'll have to maybe post but this on our social channels. Yeah, I had to Google Ost. I didn't know what that was. Uh, Holy Ost, yeah. So I called it uh, (laughs) Father, Son, and Holy Ost, and uh, Holy spelled H-O-L-E-Y, Ost being Swedish for cheese. And uh, Five Iron Frenzy has a whole bunch of unlauts over it, and it's called the Trinity Edition. It needs to to fulfill the Trinity uh, uh, possibility of a three-album you know, oh, you know, right. it's got the, it's got the cheeses of Nazareth, got the second coming. It's got to be, then you got to get to the Trinity part. I just feel like it's there. It's right there. There's so much possibility. Uh, well, any, anyway, in the, in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> folks <go>. can <laughs> contribute to the campaign from today, September 1st through September 30th uh, for the new Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know I'm going to be scooping up hella vinyl. Yeah, man. Um, speaking of speaking of uh, Hello Vinyl, maybe Andy, can we uh, can we talk about some other stuff? Um, maybe one of those things being we could talk about Fast Feeling, 
you talk about um or maybe um i i people don't know that i held up a fast feeling vinyl <laughs> that i that i just got in the mail today um from the lovely leonore um, when, when we had you on before, we hadn't really started the proper five iron season. So I feel like we right. had all these questions that we formed since then. So we didn't get to talk to you about any of the side projects or any of that. Yeah. So we've got, mm-hmm. we've got a, some, some, some wondering about your, your experiences with those bands. Night. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Give me all you got. <laughs> Perfect. Give me all you got. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the energy. That's the energy that we want. Um, we, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you want you want to try and break Reese's Reese's interview record, um, where he he talked with us for four and a half hours. So I don't know. I don't know if you really do have that kind of time. But um, so the uh, the fast feeling experience uh, working with Scott and uh, Leonor and Matt from Eleven D Seven. Um, that you were you were contri- you were contributing to uh, lyrically to the fast feeling in isn't that the case that you were you're writing some and um, a little bit not not like a whole we we, we collaborated right with lyrics um, so the song dangerous mm-hmm. um, so Matt had originally written uh, lyrics for that song and it was the vibe was completely different. Um, and I just had this, I mean, like he, it was like a template. And so I just had this, uh, this vision in my head of like, you know, somebody that's really down on their luck mm-hmm. and they're like, one of these days I'm going to be dangerous. It's the first thing that popped in my head. I was in a pretty, so this album, we recorded this album, uh, while my wife was going through chemotherapy for breast cancer. Oh, wow. So wow. I was like, so recording this record is, it's, it's weird because at the time it was, it was such a dark time for me, mm. but like having, now that I'm on the other side of it, um, and having been slightly further removed from it and, you know, hoping that it, it never comes back. Um, it's looking back on that record. It's like, it's, it's one of the things that kept me going during Mm. that period. Cause I Mm. got, I got real, I went to a real dark place. Mm. And so there's a lot of, um, emotion on those songs. Mm. Yeah. And you, uh, and this was, I seem to remember you saying that you met Matt Langston, uh, in a very interesting, a very interesting day. Yeah. So, um, we had plans to start, uh, talking about recording and stuff. Um, and Matt was flying out and it was the day that my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh man. So we just found out that day and then they came, they came walking in the door and had no idea. And, uh, you know, and I had to break it to them and they were just like, oh, you know, we can go or whatever. And it was just, it was just, it was a weird way to meet somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But but Matt is, you know, he's top brass, man. Yeah. He's a cool guy for sure. I love him. It's a good dude. 
That's great, dude. Um, how's your wife doing these days? Um, she's great. Okay. She's great. So they just got back, uh, had a, uh, mommy daughter date nice. and my wife, my wife's a hairdresser, uh, hairstylist, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, <clears throat> we're opening a salon. Cool. Oh, and, nice. uh, yeah. And so my wife took, uh, my daughter over to her salon and gave her a little haircut and they went and had dinner and stuff. And then my Dude. son and I had, had uh fries and chicken wings and watched uh cobra kai nice mm-hmm. i've heard it's good yeah. yeah so but she's great man i mean good she's she's the, she's the she's the toughest person i know mm. yeah uh, and that's that's saying something <laughs> i know a lot of tough guys <laughs> yeah right yeah we talked to leonor about kind of i mean everybody who we've talked to about fast feeling has said it's like one of the most or the most collaborative projects they've been a part of. Um, yeah. But kind of talking about maybe like your approach to the songs for that record and, and it being a dark time, Leonor talked about how she was working on the song Songbird and this kind of like sweet romantic song. And you were like convinced that it was like a melancholy, like this does not end happily type of love song. Yeah. <laughs> was that like, yeah. did you want, I mean, what, what, what kind of like ground did you want to, explore with fast feeling that you maybe didn't get a chance to with other bands. Was there stuff that you wanted to do there? Uh, I loved the amalgam of drums and electronica, mm-hmm. yeah. like li- live drums and electronica that is, I mean, we kind of did it uh, with uh, brave St. Saturn, but not in this way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fast feeling is a comp- such a different record than anything I've ever done. Yeah. And so, you know, when Scott asked me if, if I wanted to come, come on, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Sounds great. How do you compare your times within like Fast Feeling and Brave St. Saturn and Yellow Second? Are those, do those just feel like, are, you, are they compartmentalized? Or are you just like, that was its own thing or this was a different time? And because they were in uh, different spaces of time. Well, technically all three of those projects are still active mm. technically interesting um, so you know like a, another yellow second record is i don't think is out of the question oh hell yes um now look i'm not promising anything i'm just saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that like like if, if there's all i need that's all i needed to hear that's all i needed to hear one percent so you're saying there's a chance yeah. <laughs> no, it's all this one in a I million talk. <laughs> I think uh <clears throat> no, I think there's a chance for for all three of those. I just pitched Reese uh, an idea for another Brave Saint Saturn tri- trilogy. Ooh. He liked it. Uh in regards for to the story. Yeah. Mm. No, you don't get to hear that part though. Yeah, okay. Well, when you when you're ready, <laughs> let it come back on the pod and tell us about it, you know I mean, it may never even happen. It's just sure, sure, like, sure. these are just those, you know, stirring the water kind of things to see if Yeah. You know. Is there a particular I don't kind know where of, I was going. I don't know where I was going with that colloquialism. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I you know, I was just it's jumping just like, in. <laughs> it's I have to say I have to tell you this cuz this this uh <laughs> This this involves Five Iron Frenzy, so okay. <laughs> so um, 
there was we were having we used to have these like getaways uh like these spiritual retreats Mm -hmm. um and we would have them every year and uh we would make business decisions for the year what the next year was going to look like and then it would be like this also like this prayer retreat with just us like the band and the pastor right Mm -hmm. and mike mike sayers was our pastor at the time he's uh scum of the earth pastor um but anyways um um so we'd have these retreats and we'd be talking about important stuff and like i would always come up with these sayings that were they didn't mean anything it was just like i was trying to say something but it just came out all wrong it's kind of like have you ever heard the brian regan bit about take luck yes yeah yeah it's like that like it's it's a real problem that i have it's like (laughs) I, I, I do not have a leash on my brain. It just goes where it wants to go. And sometimes it, it's taking me one direction and then it goes, Nope, we're going over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have no yeah. control of it. My yeah. mouth just follows so long. So anyways, <laughs> anyways, that being said, um, we're having this important meeting and they wanted my opinion on it. And I go, I'm just another fish in the pot guys. <laughs> and, and I, I, they have been breaking balls on that one for uh, like 20 years. Easy. <laughs> oh man. You know, classic, uh, classic potfish. One of those. Um. It's like that old saying, you know, like how many babies can you fit in the tire? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the old, you know, you know, the old sea shanty from the sea. I saw you post that the other day. That was one of my favorite. Uh, there's something about Mary quotes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. <laughs> so what I was actually going to ask was, um, I mean, is there we talk about, we want to talk about trolling the fans. <laughs> we can talk I, about Cause that. I have I've been trolling the fans a lot. No, no I, I, uh, I, I, I can tell, I, I can tell when you're bad. logged in to yes. the five iron account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of shit posting. <laughs> yeah oh yeah i i i mean that's what the internet's there for man exactly <laughs> just to post garbage <laughs> this garbage look at oh, this garbage man. i found on this sheet <laughs> it smells bad smell it oh it does smell bad <laughs> share this share this awful smell with me everyone <laughs> um no i was just gonna ask like is there is there a particular sound of maybe one of those bands you know, Brave St. Saturn, Yellow Second, Fast Feeling, or something else that you are particularly interested in exploring that you don't get to explore in Five Iron? Like, is there another kind of uh, sandbox that you want to play in more than others? Um, I've always wanted, <clears throat> I've always wanted to be in a rockabilly band. Ooh, mm. yeah. Okay. Um, and play, and play standing up like Slim. Yeah. But, um, but I've kind of lost interest in rockabilly lately. Um, I'd love to be in a, in a legit reggae band. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do anything that's outside of the scope that I've ever done. Just sure. because like uh, <clears throat> when you're the one thing I love about, about touring is when you're around musicians that are better than you, if if you're a real musician and you're around a lot of musicians that are better than you, you want to improve. Mm-hmm. And, and not only that, it's it's uh, it's kind of like uh, I don't know if you guys are ever skaters 
but it's kind of like skating with someone that's better than you because you see them do an awesome trick and it, and you get stoked and you're in, you know, it, it pushes you not only like in like a, a disciplined way, but like, in just like a adrenaline kind of way, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's this, it's the same thing with music. Like when you're around, when you're playing with musicians that are better than you, yeah, it really draws you, draws them as the musician out of you makes you want to be better. Yeah. If I were to ever be in another band, I would 1000% want to assemble people that were unequivocally better and smarter and more proficient than me. And I think some people might find that intimidating, but it's like, that's, that's how you grow. And it's also, you know, if, if you're, if you're starting off with, you know, the lowest common denominator, then, you know, what do you, what do you expect? How, how, how much can you expect to grow? This is, here's a weird thing. I've always wanted to do, um, in, uh, <clears throat> at Christmas time, I've always wanted to do a uh, just a jazz trio. Oh hell yeah! Um, just doing like like all Christmas songs and uh, and I really want. When Dennis was living in in Denver, I was I tried to get him to do it a few times, and I think we probably were just both busy because it was the holidays. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, just. And for some reason, I'm hung up on trombone. It's got to be trombone. Hmm. I mean, yeah. it could be piano or bass, but it's got to be trombone. Mm-hmm. Just because for some reason, I I just I feel like that instrument has a has the capacity to sound really beautiful and soothing and like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's always used for. As when people when you think of trombone, that's what you think of. But um, I've always wanted to do a, a a a jazz trio of all, and I don't know where we would even play. Uh, you know, I would just set up on Sixteenth Street Mall downtown, sure. And, you know, and just play. That sounds um, awesome. But I've always wanted to do something like that, man. Like something that's that's not in the setting of like a punk rock show. Sure. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, that makes sense. Although you mentioning rockabilly does prompt me to talk about trombone in the face for a second. That's right. That's um, right. Because that was you, right? Yep. Okay. I love I love we that song. We are huge fans. It's funny because we talk about like, you know, Second Coming of Jesus being joke songs, but like there are some legit really good songs and that is one of them. So Thanks, man. Is, is that like... I mean, that sort of vibe of the sort of like, whatever you want to call it, punkabilly, gothabilly, sort of darker rockabilly with like the hardcore elements. Is that something yeah. you'd be interested in exploring further? Like you said, are you kind of done with that at this point? No, I mean, if if I was going to do um, rockabilly, I mean, I think it would, I'd want it to be more like, like traditional rock and roll, sure. Gene Vincent, Eddie Cochran. Okay. Um, a uh, little Richard, you know, sure. yeah. uh, but <clears throat> not so much tiger army. I mean, I, I don't have anything against tiger army and, and, um, I was in a horror, horror punk band Oh man! and we, we played with like the coffin cats Cool. and, um, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Calabrese. Maybe they're a, uh, uh, a band out of Phoenix. I always drop their name in interviews because I love those guys and I haven't seen them in so long, but cool. 
Yeah, I wish them well all the time. What was the the horror punk band called? Uh, it was called Big Fucking Thunder. <laughs> okay, yes, I am familiar with this. We, I, yeah, I just, I fully support this this notion of you of you uh, doing a rockabilly project at some point. But horror punk sounds awesome. So, <laughs> um, um, so yeah. I, I sent some songs to Andrew. Did he not yeah. share them with you? No, I don't think I actually ended up sharing them with John. Mm. What's a dick? <laughs> sorry, sorry. You know, like I yeah. I, look, it is so. <laughs> so I, I didn't. I, will I did, tell you, 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 you give your your. You gave some qualifications when you sent them to me, and yeah. I didn't. I didn't feel like it was my. I guess I could have asked if I could send it to John, but I didn't feel like it was my place to like. This is big fucking thunder songs. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh uh, man, the cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting, Five Iron's getting canceled for sure now, man. <laughs> now, look, the thing about this band was um, we were trying to kind of do like a a kitschy like horror show yeah. kind of thing. Love it. And um, the whole backstory of it is that we were uh, we were. Redneck zombies from Hucklebuck, Colorado. <laughs> this rules. Huckle, Hucklebuck doesn't exist, but uh-huh. we were, we were um, and we all had stage names. So I, I was, uh, I was Cooter, and then um, there was Bubba, and Early, uh-huh. and uh, <clears throat> and it was awesome. We had a giant pentagram on stage. And there was like all kinds of horror and gore, and we put, we wore makeup. We wore like corpse paint makeup, kind of. Am I am I blowing your mind right now? I love it. I just want to. <laughs> I, I want to. I will. I will so, tell you. If you Google "Big Fucking Thunder," nothing good comes up. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't because it really wasn't anything beyond just like a a, a local kind of a joke band that I yeah, did with yeah. my friends and like our friends in the in the in the Denver area. Okay. Um. So it was real, 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 real small. But. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> But um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, so yeah, we were from Hucklebuck, Colorado. Oh, we had a song called Chupacabra. Okay. And, um, and when we would play that song, a, chupa, a guy dressed up in a Chupacabra outfit would come on stage and we would battle. Oh, man. Okay. This, I, you need to create a, a tier on this Kickstarter to uh, have Big Fucking Thunder reunites and I'll pay whatever amount it is. <laughs> I want to see this happen. I'm amazed that I'm even talking about this right now. <laughs> it sounds anyways, wonderful. This, the, I will say this. The songs are real off color, man. Like, okay. <laughs> so we wanted to be, we wanted to be like a cross between like Guar uh-huh. and Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> and like, and like Rodney Dangerfield. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, you know, like, just real stupid, uh-huh. way too arrogant. <laughs> then we should know, like we should know better, but we're just too arrogant. Uh-huh. You know, like, and then just, you know, nothing ever goes right for us. Right. And, but the songs are super off color. Um, and they're meant to be like the kind of humor that's like shocking. Like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you would say that right, right, kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. So, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I uh, I was I was into I was into uh, 
a number of the jams. So right, I'll, I'll, make, I'll make sure to send them to John. But yeah. I will say this. I will say this, Andy. Um, in searching Big Fucking Thunder, uh, you come up <laughs> in... You, you <laughs> we, don't, we can move on. <laughs> no, no, I just want... Uh, no, let Okay, no, is, let, him ask, let him ask his question. No, no, it's not so much. It's not. So, I just, I just want you to know that you have made the list of uh, AV Club's worst band names of 2007. Uh, this guy put together put together a I list. I did see that. I, and, I saw that. Yeah, and so your uh, yours is under using the word "fuck" in your band name. Dude, there are there are so many bands in Denver. Yeah, that have the word "fuck" in their name. Like, yeah. the the punk scene is like littered with them over here. Who wrote that? Who wrote that AV Club piece? Because I used to work there. <laughs> uh, this guy named Kyle Ryan. Oh, I, yeah, I know Kyle. Fascinating. Um, well, let's let's move this train along. <laughs> hey, did you know I was in a I was in a uh, uh, I was in a uh, uh, Op Ivy tribute band. Ooh. Is is this why you? Uh, you cover sound system partially. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mostly. I just, I just wanted, I'm, I'm very insecure and I always want attention. I'm like <laughs> me, me, me. I gotta, me gotta have it. Gotta, gotta. Well, you're yeah. always at the back and of the stage. So, so you gotta get up there sometime. That's right. No. Um, but no, like, uh, we opened for five iron at, um, not 15th street tavern, uh, the high dive. Okay. Um, and what was the band name? The freeze ups. Cool. Nice. Into it. Yeah. Uh, that so, was a real highlight of the set for us when, when you did the app Ivy song. So I, I support nice. more of that as well. Very, um, nice. all right. What, uh, I mean, I do want to talk about El Pollo <laughs> from second coming of Jesus. Also to mm. <laughs> we, so it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, uh, song it rules. Uh, black metal a, inspired it seems yeah. was that it's was about, that all you as well it's it's about my late grandmother and a, a chicken dish <laughs> that she would that she would make and it was called, very emotional um it was called el pollo de muerte asuyo okay. um the chicken of death is yours it's a it's an it's a it's an offering <laughs> okay right? so right because the chicken has been killed right and made into this thing that you eat and then it's a, a and now it's yours it's a dead chicken you can have it sure i like it it's kind of like the a chicken <laughs> a philosophy for life yeah. you know? <laughs> uh i really hope my humor is, is landing right now because that's really hard to tell with you too <laughs> no i i no i know i i just don't know if I hope listeners are able to <laughs> understand that this is um... like halfway through. I was like, maybe, maybe this is real. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, no. But that okay. is what I say. El pollo de Marte Asuyo. <laughs> That's awesome. Just was that of death is yours. I assume that was a, a brainchild of yours as well. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that song is great. So yeah. it's funny because I, um, the way that song came about, believe it or not, there's a story behind it. <laughs> so uh, I was like, I wonder what it would be like if I just created a drum beat in, in like the format of a song and sent it to Micah 
to see if he could it, like what he would come up with. Got it. And that's, that's what he came up with. That's so great. And I, and I just, it had to be the chicken of death is yours. It's, there's no <laughs> other lyrics that could go there. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. No, but, I, if, if there's a, if there's a full EP of uh, you and Micah collabs in that way, I would, I would support that as well. Last episode, when we were doing our top five iron records and asking listeners to submit their top five iron records. One of the things that we were noticing, there's not a, an understood or agreed upon five iron album ranking. Like going into the season, I thought I would have been able to guess a, a general idea of what, if I were, if I were to say, what is the general fan consensus around album rankings? I think I would, I thought I would have had it, but it is so all over the place how people rank five iron records. Um, and something that uh, was my brother actually was wondering, and this is there because John and I were also trying to figure out like, are how, how is it that it's so all over the place? Um, and sometimes it's when were you first introduced to the band that, that, that might have an impact. Um, like if you're, if your first introduction was Boogaloo or your first introduction was Upbeats, that those might be at the top of your list. Um, but my brother was wondering if there is any sort of distinction between, uh, the ska scene and the, the, the ska punk scene versus those, the, the church market shows, like the difference between playing a church show and playing a club with other ska bands. Like if that had an impact on the kind of five iron album you prefer. Um, and so I guess my, I don't necessarily have a question around that other than if you have any, any observations to that sense, but I was also just also wanting to get an idea of your experience in that, those kinds of different markets, the, the church market, the, the youth group shows versus playing the, just playing the a regular club with, you know, like less than Jake or some other, yeah, secular. I mean, we all, we Scotty. always, everyone in the band preferred the club shows. Yeah. I mean, we, we all prefer playing clubs mostly because it's usually far more professional environment. Um, people know what they're doing and uh, there's just, there's not a lot of freedom when you play in a church, you know, I, I mean, they may not put specific rules on you, but you feel constrained because you know, there's things that you can't say, you know what right. I mean? Right. Or you can't, or, or things you can't do, and um, but when you know you're playing in a club, you're, you know, you're just playing to your fans, not, you know, fifty kids from, you know, the vineyard that their youth pastor dragged them along to see the show, and they don't even want right. to be there to begin with. Right. I would say hey, for sure, you know, like I, I can't think of a, uh, there's not a single church show that stands out to me mm-hmm. in all of the church shows that we've played. And I easily could name my top three favorite shows that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And um, none of them are at a church. 
None of them are church shows. Hmm. What were they? <laughs> um, well, Scott Against Racism yeah. is, is probably number one. The Mad Caddies tour hmm. was cool. awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the Kickstarter show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were not there. And nope. if life was normal, we would be at this one. But, you know, <laughs> maybe sometime next year, uh, there'll be something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the last the, the, the last show, it was – the reason I feel like it's not in my top three is because it's it, it was – I mean, I really thought that was the end of Five Iron for good. Yeah. Hmm, right. I mean, people would ask me if we're ever getting back together and, and I would just laugh and be like, that's, that's never going to happen. Hmm. I just, not because there was any sort of animosity or anything like that. Yeah. It was just because, I mean, being spread all over the country and just, you know, pragmatically speaking, you know, getting eight people on the same page that are all in completely different spots now. And, yeah. you yeah. know, in their personal lives. I mean, this is why a lot of times when, bands get back together you know i will let me let me rephrase that because that's going to sound arrogant and lame (laughs) and i don't mean it that way um um a lot of times you know when there's a pause and these members try to get back together it doesn't it doesn't gel the way it used to because they're all so different you know right like like especially when it's like trying to capture that old sound Right, and I I think the reason it it works for us is that we sort of instead of trying to shy away from it, we sort of leaned into our our age hmm. and our our you know um, having being seasoned and by life and the road and being a musician for however long you know mm-hmm. each of us have been musicians. Um, so I think that's why the more somber stuff works now yeah. <clears throat> with, uh, with a lot of our fans is because they grew up too, right. you know, I mean, we have younger fans as well, but I mean the, you know, the older fl- fans that have been with us from upbeats and even like, even later after that, even if they didn't get into us until like um, say, uh, electric boogaloo they still have kind of grown with us and, and watched the evolution of our band and they're you know they've grown too and they're kind of in the same spot i think you know i mean not exactly but you know uh, there's a lot of different type of questions that come with being older you know in your 40s and mm-hmm. and different things that you think about that are important to you and uh, and like I said, you know, with this stuff, this new stuff, we just instead of shying away from it and being afraid of it, we kind of leaned into it. Yeah, I love that. I yeah. feel like it's such a testament to you guys as people and as musicians that, like, clearly, what's keeping you, what brought you back together, and what's keeping us together is is the fact that you want to do this together and want to be with each other, which is already sort of like unusual when it comes to these long lasting bands or groups of people um but the fact that it's that plus you then created some of objectively your best music you've ever done like that's that's a rare combination of things i think so i I don't know i feel like it's it's not just that you guys are like well we have a great time together it's like 
we have a great time together. We still love each other, even though we're in different places and we're creating some of the best art we've done yet. Like, I think that's, that's rare and really cool. I, our, uh, <clears throat> our, our friendship runs real deep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes, that makes all the difference. Like if, I think there are some bands that they could reunite, phone it in, rake, rake in the money for a comeback and then bounce and, you know, put out just some lame record. But the fact that you guys got back together at all, put out an amazing record and, you know, in 2013 and you've been taking your time, like you're not phoning this in. You're not, you're, you are, Showing this album and the music, the love that, uh, you know, it's, and it's also just historically different than what your experience was early on in your career where you needed to pump out record after record and be on the, on the road all the time. So you are taking your time and you're putting the thought and care into the music and that shows. Thank you. You. I um <clears throat> like I said I mean this is a I mean it's still Five Iron Frenzy but this is a different record and um I, I mean I'm excited to bring the fans along on this journey you know this is for us this is you know it's probably the worst thing we've ever done um I mean I don't know if you've ever heard the Shags but uh, it's almost as good as that. Okay, sweet. So, like, completely different time signatures for each instrument, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, there's a lot of avant-garde stuff, guard stuff in there. Um, oh. At one point, we just held a hamster up to the microphone. Yeah, it wasn't Is, chirping though. We couldn't get it to chirp. You could just, you can barely hear it, like sniff, 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 sniff. Sure. Yeah. You can just feel it's, its sort really... of vibe on the record, though. Yeah, yeah. This is your yeah, sort of trout mask replica. Is that what, kind of what you're saying? Yes, for sure. <laughs> this is our Billy. This is our Billy with a mountain, for oh, sure. Man. And if uh, any of our fans get that reference, I, uh, kudos I was to you. I was with you for the beef heart one. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, Billy with the mountain? Billy was a mountain. Okay. Billy the mountain. Frank Zappa. Ah, uh, yes, yes, Zappa, yes. Okay. Zappa. Here we right. go. Yep. I'm. I've been. I uh, Zappa. Andy, I think we've had this conversation before about. Uh, now I'm I'm more familiar with Beefheart than I am Zappa, so I I do need to I do need to get you know do that Zappa deep dive at some point. Season three. There we go. Let's yeah. Get him on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll if get, you know, <laughs> we'll get Dweezil and, okay. and, 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 moon, and Moon Unit and Moon Unit on the pod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Is it is it set list time? Do let's, you have other let's questions? Do, let's do some. Let's uh, yeah. Let's do some set list. So. Um, what something that we did last season for MXPX is John and I put together our uh, top 10 songs, not necessarily our favorite songs, but a set list of what songs we would like to hear live. Not necessarily like, uh, you know, these are going to be our, our favorite five hundred songs of all time, but something that we feel like would be a great set list. And as somebody who, creates the five iron set list we thought mm-hmm. that would be a fun exercise to do with you as well yeah man i got my list sweet Let's do this hell yeah <laughs> josh <laughs> shia is that, is that is that the beef over there 
Andy, why don't you why don't you share your list with us first? Okay. So we are, and this is ten songs, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So um, does the intro count as a song? Uh, I think that's a gimme. No, like the, the walk the walkout music. No, no, go for it. Okay. That's awesome. So so back in the day, we did Doctor Who theme. Love it. Mm-hmm. And I always love that. I got kind of old for a while, but <clears throat> definitely that would be the intro music. Um, bleeps and bloops. And we will, bleeps and bloops. And we would open with Cannonball. All right. Um, <clears throat> reason why is I've always loved that song. And ever since the band broke up, we don't play it anymore. And I'm like, come on, guys, this is a good song. I want to play it. It's a great so, song. This is a spiteful first entry. <laughs> uh, and then I think from there, of course, you got to go into um, uh, uh, a handbook. Sure. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, we do, we do uh, um, uh, segues, you know, mm-hmm. where we run songs together. So, and we usually, there's usually three in the beginning. So, Cannonball, Handbook, and then from Handbook, handbook into uh, Milestone. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. So all drum heavy songs, of course. Okay. Yeah, sure. And, and we take a little break, right? And then, uh, then there's going to be two songs together. Um, and that's going to be, um, uh, into your veins yeah. and into so far. Okay. Okay. And then the next two songs that are going to run together are going to be, um, <clears throat> blue comb. One Girl Army. Ooh, I like that. Then we would do one song. We would do um, Dark and Stormy. Okay. And then we would end with So We Sing. Cool. Oh, cool. Nice. Dude, that's a, that's a great set. I would be happy as a fan with that set. 100%. Are these... So you mentioned, uh, I think off mic, that like you you know part you do create the set list but part of what you're thinking is is like what the fans would want to hear but are those also songs that happen to be drum parts that you enjoy playing or is it kind of a mix of stuff that you like and you know that fans would be into too yeah i mean it's a little bit of both sure i mean so i love i used to love playing cannonball live Uh i would go ham on that song every time (laughs) we played it live and um and I've always wanted to bring it back and it's not out of the question, but, um, but it just, it, there was never really the right time to do it. Um, handbook is a crowd pleaser. Yeah. And when, and when the band drops out and it's just Reese and the, and the guitar to hear the whole crowd sing that back to you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no, uh, it's like, there's no feeling like it in the world. Yeah, sure. It's yeah. it's not even it's beyond adrenaline. It's just like total I don't know, euphoria. It's it's a it's a it's such an amazing feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there is there an ideal kind of song for you playing live? Like does the does the special crowd reaction like that trump anything else for you? Or is it like there are particular intricate drum parts or like where the drums are doing different things throughout the song that make it fun for you to play? Um, well, I, I don't like to play overly complicated songs. Sure. Um, but um, 
like live it's for me it's all about like the energy so like songs like american kryptonite are such fun live songs to play yeah they are <laughs> um i mean <clears throat> it, it, like so uh uh any song that has that sort of punch to it yeah i like playing that kind of stuff live okay cool that makes sense so good list i like that list thank you for doing that homework <laughs> are you are you going next or am to, I? I i i can go next if you want go for it um i don't i don't have walk-on music um gotta think about that you know it's mxpx that got us to start doing that Oh. Yeah, uh, nice. we ne- we never we never did it the way that we do it now until we started playing shows with MXPX, and I was like, I want to do that, man. Like, why would we never had a cool walkout thing? Yeah, we did it on the last tour, so maybe we didn't get it from MXPX, but watching them walk out to like Baba O'Reilly or yeah, or, yeah. or the boys are back in town. It's yeah. like that's really cool. You know, I was like, oh man, we need to do that. Doctor Who is a great pick. That's probably like the first song that as a kid, I was like, what is this? What is this beautiful synth sound? It like blew my mind uh, as a little mm-hmm. kid. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one. Who's your doctor? See, I'm not actually like a proper fan, but oh, I, okay. I grew up watching it. My parents liked it. So it was like the eighties on PBS. So who's the guy that kind of had like the scarf and the sort of long curly Tom Baker. Yeah. He's, he was yeah. my, my go-to. Yeah, he's my go-to too. Okay, as well. that's that's definitely uh-huh. the era I know best, and I've dipped my toes in here and there. But I should do a deep dive. Andy, Andrew will do a, a Zappa deep dive. I'll do a Doctor <laughs> Who deep dive. It's gonna be great. Well, well I'll come back. I told together. you my 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 brain just goes off on tangents, and I can't help myself. <laughs> I mean, sorry. It sounds like us. This yeah. is just you know, this is me. This is it's all. This is our pod. This is why yes. they're three hours long. <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm, I'll, I'll do uh, the Back to the Future uh, main theme, the title theme, uh, as the as my walk-on song. Um, got you got got a shout out to my boy Alan Silvestri. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna open with Old West because there's yeah. there's nothing that gets me more psyched up than hearing that that guitar that guitar riff start playing you're just like all right i know it's i know it's coming and so you you just have those few bars before everything just kicks in and you just get psyched especially Um, the demo version you play the play at that tempo (laughs) (laughs) uh goes into fistful of sand uh because i want to get i want to get some some yelly, some yelly action in there, um, and also "Fistful of Sand" is just an all-timer. Correct. Into "Farsighted," yep. and then see now, see now you can't do that because <laughs> Reese doesn't want "Farsighted." See, this is the thing about making a set list. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, not, I'm just. I'm not hey, running. I'm, and I'm not running any of this shit by Reese. This is this is this is how we're doing it. I'm just. I'm you just get your ass up on, on stage and dance, monkey. Hey, why? What doesn't he? What wouldn't he like about that? Uh, uh, that placement of that song. It's too yeah. early in the set. It's okay. too early in the set. 
I mean, it's uh, really high. His, his, it's really at the top of his range. So he yeah, tries yeah. to save it for last, so he doesn't okay. blow his voice out. He will but, have a similar issue with my cellos. <laughs> well, he's also uh, um, <laughs> because we are entering throat thrashing alley here. <laughs> yeah, this this is the area of of the set list where it's just a goddamn circle pit for for three songs. I'm so, with it. So we're gonna do. Uh, the day we killed, we're gonna go from that to Mind for Treason, <laughs> and then American Kryptonite. So wait a minute, I didn't know those songs were on the table. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can play that song and sing it at the same time. <laughs> Mind, we'll for tre- Mind for Treason rules. I love that song because, especially the horn part. Because at first you're like, this is just like a it's just like a hardcore punk song and then those those horns come in you're like oh this is something this is something different this is something else uh so i'm into well, day we killed my for trees american kryptonite yeah um and then and then we start then we start the cool down we we, we have the high of those the energy um but we still we're just taking it down a bit you know are we in, are we into lighter are we into lighter no, not, not just yet. Uh, okay. We're going into so far after Crypt- right, American Kryptonite. Right. Um, and then uh, Against a Sea of Troubles. And, um, and then this is, this, is a, this is something that would probably never happen. But uh, Blizzards and uh, Bygones, All Frost and No Thaw. Dude, you're stealing all my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what well hey i'm sorry so scott scott uh comes out just scott with, on a scott on the piano like, yeah just like, scott on the piano and everybody's like got Freddie their life Mercury. <laughs> you got a wheel okay. a grand a grand piano out there <laughs> <laughs> i have like a dope sparkly tracksuit on yeah and uh you know andy you can uh lay in in some sort of sequined gown on top of the piano there you go um and then and then it's closed out with On Distant Shores. It's a good yeah. set list. It might not make sense, but no. uh, these are some songs that, uh, songs that I have never seen live. Some of yeah. them, some of them aren't, are uh, songs I've never seen live. And I, uh, I've seen Every New Day plenty. Yeah. Uh, On Distant Shores, I think, is... The end of On Distant Shores uh, is, I mean, that talk about, yeah. So you talk about Farsighted being too early, uh, maybe because, you know, Reese on On Distant Shores has that, gets very high um, mm-hmm. on, on the end of On Distant Shores. But anyway, uh, John, did I steal, I stole too much of your, uh, you, you, know, also, you also have Mind for Treason in there? <laughs> no, Mind for Treason. Um, no, I think it's got to be just like some big fucking thunder uh, <laughs> tracks at this point. Um, no, I, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna have to have I'm gonna have to caveat. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we have a similar approach, mm-hmm. Andrew. And yeah, we should say these are these are set lists that we know are not realistic. I don't have any mind for treason on mine, but these are songs that like. I want to hear that I don't know 
that I'll always hear. But I also tried to take into consideration, you know, it's like a, it's kind of like a, a mixtape or a playlist where you got to, you got to weave into these songs in and out. You got to pump up and cool down. So I didn't take so much an approach of like a half pump ups, yelly and half cooling down. I took more like song by song, but so it's not like a crazy list, but uh, you know, there's, there's some surprises. So yeah, I'd say open against the sea of troubles. Okay. Um, love that as an opener straight into, into your veins um which you know two engine tracks up top but i feel like against the sea is such a great opener and what i want to hear after a great opener is like pumping it up even to the next level after that which i feel like into your veins does and then we're co- cooling it down a little with uh get your riot gear mm. which i don't know when the last time you guys played that was but <laughs> it, it's been a while i yeah. love that song I love that song too. And I, I want to totally, hear it. I totally, I would totally yeah. play that song. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I need to get that on a set list sometime mm, soon. Think so. Uh, I feel like this is the year to hear that song. Like, yeah, <laughs> we often talked about, you know, the sort of uh, prophetic nature of a lot of Five Iron songs. But I want to hear uh, "Burn It All Down" right now. Um, but yeah, it just feels like a, a song I would love to hear from you guys, and it's kind of a cooling it down a little bit uh but then after that we go into farsighted which uh even as i was making the list i I recognized was too much too soon but there's several of those songs um but you know you go from the high of farsighted into sucker punch um which i didn't necessarily think would make my list but it's kind of another sort of like cool it down i'm trying to represent different eras of the band i feel like people like to hear that one even if it's not a handbook um but it's a good kind of mood change. Okay, then Sucker Punch into American Kryptonite. Hmm. And that's where you're blowing your your big yelly votes. Wow. <laughs> um, <clears throat> after that. Well, you know, you know, live, Reese doesn't um, Right, right. He doesn't always do the the depending on where his voice is at, he doesn't right. always do it. But like Micah, Micah and Yeah. Micah and Brad, I think. Right. Okay. And our friend Jimmy, if he's if he's if he's in town. And Johnson, he does that sometimes. Now, me and Andrew, if we're if we're there too, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but no, I that's that's uh, I love that song live, as you said. I I love seeing it live. Uh, okay, then after that, yeah. cool enough, <laughs> cool enough for you. Um, one of my all-time favorites. Another kind of like you know, it, it certainly builds up by the end, but that's another kind of like cooling down a little bit after kryptonite, uh, cool enough for you into fistful of sand. Um, like you said, Andrew, just, I gotta have that one in there. It's one of my all time faves. Um, then I've got old West as the finale. Oh, wow. Unusual. Um, but it's great opener, but I, I you're love ending, you're ending with, it's not unusual. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I love Old West as an opener too, and I thought about that at first. But I love kind of starting the vibe of having it against the sea as as an opening. Um, okay, so Old West is the finale, and then Encore. You no, guys come bull- back. Bullshit. <laughs> All right, fine. You can call it a song nine and a song ten. That's, okay, that's fine too. You're... <laughs> I'm just saying the vibe for this list to make sense. What it is is like nine is like the big woohoo oh wait wait so that so old west was nine 
Yeah. Okay, I thought you were adding an 11th song. No, 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 no. Look, you can't do the encore yet. You have to do the altar call first. That's true. Okay, so. And, and then the encore. <laughs> Old West, uh, if anybody here uh, wants to start a personal relationship with the Lord, come forward. And then. <laughs> and then, as the deer panteth for the waters of my soul. That, that doesn't make my list this time. Um <laughs> But uh, no, then we do. Then we do the blizzards, all frost and no thaw version. Thank you very much, Andrew. I thought this mm. was going to be my amazing take that everybody's going to be blown away by. But yeah, mm. start out just Scott. Then the full band comes in. You know, I love the actual version of that song. I love the fullness so, of the band. But we I, we both love that version a lot too. I lo- I love that version too. It's funny because um, I think about it in in the context like of of it being played live. Yeah, and I, and I think about well, no, no, no. I think about you know how like church people like as soon as they hear like a slow jam, and they think it's like a, a gonna immediately their hands go up and they get all worshipy. <laughs> uh, and just the idea of that happening during that song, <laughs> sure. like I, it, it's it's very strange emotion. It's like a mixture of like dread and like total peace and joy right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) sure no i get it and it does kind of fill that the former spot of the like encore sort of being the like quiet worshipy song Mm -hmm. but it doesn't that version of the song i don't think would fit anywhere else except for the closer maybe yeah so but I, i hear you if there were raised hands you guys could cut it short and and throw some mind for treason on or something uh, have have just have reese go out in the crowd and start giving people high fives yeah there you go that's perfect i um, want to i want to create an alternate set list that's like sort of like manic where it goes from like old west to blizzards and bygones to mind for treason to uh like on distant shores to american kryptonite to you know just like have it be have just people you be know just what, jerked around the whole time you know what's a song that we we haven't played in a really long time that i've always wanted to play <clears throat> again is uh litmus mm. oh that'd be cool yeah i would like to hear that like that song like every song on that record this was a fun exercise <laughs> <laughs> um this was a super fun exercise. It was super fun to do it with you because you actually craft these. Um, but I, you know, it, it's always a fun, just like, it's, yeah. It's funny because I can't, I can't turn that stuff off because I've been so conditioned to think about a set in that way. Right. Right. Um, Cause I know, I know Andrew said it just, you know, all bets are off. You can make whatever set list you want. And it, I just couldn't like, it's still crept in there. You know what I mean? Like, right. 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 Yeah. It's crazy. Well, it's crazy. That I can't turn that off. Yeah. It makes sense. I, is that, it must be something that you continue to enjoy it's, doing, right? Oh, I love it. I, yeah. I love it. I have a love hate relationship with it. Sure. Cause I do get, I do get frustrated sometimes when you're like, when you, you put it together a set list and you're like, Oh, this is the freaking best set list I've ever made. Right. And then you get sort of a tepid response from it or, sure. or whatever. And like, <clears throat> it's not just Reese either. Um, you know, you're not just worried about his voice. Like I don't want to do milestone into handbook into uh, a pre-ex girlfriend. 
Yeah. Like I'd be dead in the first three <laughs> right, songs, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> um, and it's the same thing with the horns, you know, they can, they can blow their lips out. Right. You know, if they go too hard, too fast. So. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember, I don't remember who else, who I was talking to. Maybe it was, maybe it was Reese. Maybe it was Scott where we talked about we, John, we were talking about someone else's problem. I think and, multiple folks have said that they that you guys wanted to have that as part of the set list, but it like didn't really go over great. <laughs> it didn't play. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a, and it's weird because that's not really a song that you, you kind of more vibe to that song sure, than yeah. anything. Right. The perspective from stage is like, oh, this is a people hate this song. Right. Sure. It's it's weird. <clears throat> it's weird that way with us because, uh, you know, we're used to being more of a punk band than a ska band. Right. Yeah. It is one that I would love to hear live, but even as I was crafting this fake exercise, it was on my list. And then I was like, I mean, it just doesn't really, there's not really an obvious spot for it. Um, yeah. So I kept it to the bangers, but I didn't include a lot of fan favorites necessarily. Right. Because I remember that's the exact same thing I did with MXPX. Yeah. I was right. like, I want the deep cuts or the stuff that would never get played ever. I want yeah. the, I want that. That's, that's just kind of right. where, where I land. Well, we had fun. Thanks for doing it with us. Yeah. Um, um, do we have any other kind of like games he could participate in Andrew? Ah, uh, yeah, we do. We do. Uh, Andy, as you know, uh, I like to craft little games for people on the pod uh, mm-hmm. this is not so much a, this is not so much a quiz as it is what I like to call the, uh, the Sophie's choice quiz where I give you a category and two options and you have to tell me which one you prefer in a Son game. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Changed it up on me. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Ah! All right. Uh, so this is choice. This is a game that I'm calling Oh Andy. Well, you came and you gave us a new song and we sent you away with this dumb game. Um, that, was, that, that was that was uh that was something else. Yep. Uh, I know you're big I I know you're a big Manilow head, so Hey, I like for real, I like Barry Manilow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, listeners cannot see Andy's face, but <laughs> let's say it was a furrowed brow and a look of concern. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, game title aside, um, you know, yeah, like not not a lot, a lot rhymes with Verdecchio, so I went with I went with the Mandy parody. We all, everybody knows I'm a Weird Al fan. This is just kind of in my veins. Mm-hmm. Into your all veins. Right. Into my veins. All right, we're starting off. First, first few are going to be music related. Okay. Uh, Two tone bands, The Specials or Madness? Oh, man. The Specials. Specials. What's uh, uh Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, because like the thing about the specials is, is um, they did they did 
that thing too where they they came back after a long time and released the record and it was really great yeah. not that saying that our album is going to be really great but like <laughs> uh, when we came back it seemed like people like it yeah. anyway um um and so it's it's tough because i don't like any of the later madness stuff okay but the stuff the early 80s stuff mm -hmm. yeah i love like that is like integral part of my catalog but i think i think the specials i think okay. it has yeah i'd have to go with the specials deal um i would probably land there as well uh third wave boss tones or less than jake less than jake oh interesting uh what make does it i mean i don't more of a relationship really, with those guys or is it do you just prefer their catalog overall uh i don't i don't really like the boston's that much oh wow hot take yeah. i mean uh, it's, no so it's not so it's it, i just it doesn't uh, their brand of of ska doesn't yeah. appeal to me i ska i recognize core. that they're i recognize that they're amazing musicians and they do write good songs it's just something about it doesn't appeal to me i have utmost utmost respect for those guys sure uh yeah they're another uh band that's gonna be that's working on some new music it's gonna be releasing a new album right. um excited for that one as well uh let's go let's go with some uh more og punk bands bad religion or the descendants descendants right on um when when was your what was your introduction because they've been around since what was it like 79 i think was that when they when they started something yeah. like that 78 79 when did uh, you my introduction first, yeah first time i heard them was on um the streets of fire santa cruz skate video mm. um <clears throat> it was in it was during i mean they had a few tracks on that silly girl uh coolidge mm -hmm. um uh descendants was on that one uh the theme song mm -hmm. um <clears throat> so that was the first time i had heard them yeah they're so they're one of those bands and then i went out i went out and bought like three cassettes right off the bat yeah sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you. no 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 it's fine it's they're they're one of those bands that that you would think as long as they've been around their discography would be bigger than it is but like they they just have such large gaps and i know that you know milo was, did some schooling and and all that and guys went on to start all and everything but um like between 96 and 2016 they only put out three albums so they uh i don't know if you're following in their footsteps <laughs> putting you know n these nice big breaks between records but i mean because i know that you're a bad religion fan but is oh, i it... love bad religion uh it's because bill stevenson's my favorite drummer hmm. ah gotcha okay my favorite my favorite punk drummer okay right on um speaking of drums uh let's talk drum gear for a second Sure. Um, attack or badger? Attack, attack? Yeah. I I thought I. I, I, I don't even... Attack it, drums? Yeah. I never heard of them. I 
thought that you, I saw that you had like used some of their, their drum heads and some. Uh, oh, so um, yeah. So attack our drum heads mm-hmm. and, and badger is actual drums. They don't. So what's the, I was trying to look up some of your gear and it was kind of hard, hard to come by it, but the badger was the stuff I'd found. But um, so yeah, school me on what some of the differences in, in some of this gear is. Attack were, I, I haven't used attack drum heads in, I mean, it's, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, even before five iron broke up, I stopped using those, hmm. but um but I use I use Remos now, so uh, the obvious answer there would be Badger, because gotcha. I don't even use Attack anymore. But um, the difference between a, you know a head a drum head is the skin that goes over top of the drum, and um, the drums are are the actual or the shells are actually the the wood parts of the drums. Mm. And the- gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know shit about drums, so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you just learned something, so. Yeah, I did. Uh, and and everybody who's listening who plays drums is like, "Fuck, Jesus Christ, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about." Um, so is this is your is this stuff with Badger? Is this a? It sounds like this is more of a recent partnership with them, or how did you get hooked up with them? Well, um, you know, they just approached me and and. You know, he just he just said, "Look, I want to, I want to build you a drum set." So he built me he built me this kit. It's a Red Sparkle. Um, they're bottom sizes. You know, early bottom before he went to the 26 inch bass drum. This is 24, uh, 13, 24, 16, um, and yeah, it's got the it's a 16 inch shallow bass drum. So it's it's. Uh, uh, and the way I have it set up too is I have it set up with uh, felts instead of a pillow, so there's just a, a one sh- felt strip on either side, so you really get the inside of the sound of that drum. Hmm. Um, and yeah, man. And he made me a custom uh, a custom head uh, that's got my family's. Um, so we have this wrought iron V for Verdecchio. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been in my family for a long time and I took a picture of it and he put like a an emblem I could show it to you. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And then of course I have the laurel wreath around it. Cool. So uh stand up comedy. Pete Holmes or Pat Oswalt? Ooh. Oh man. That's a hard one. Um, I mean, see, the thing is, is I love Pete Holmes' podcast. Yep. You made it weird. I yep. love it. Yep. And I love that. I love, um, I love that stuff that he does. Yes. His stand-up is amazing too, but I, that's the stuff that I really love from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pat Oswalt, I have to go with Pat Oswalt. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I have to go. I mean, I have to go with Pat Oswalt because, for one, I'm a big true crime fan, and yeah. his wife helped catch the Golden State Killer. Yeah, right. and and also like I love when he pops in, his voice pops up in like 
cartoons. Gravity, <laughs> Gravity Falls and stuff like that. I get yeah. so excited. I love that show. So, I love and, I love Patton. Yeah. And when he, when he did the the um, Star Wars filibuster thing <laughs> on, <laughs> on parks, uh, yeah. like I've I've watched that entire thing <laughs> an embarrassing amount of times because <laughs> I think it's so funny. Yeah, that's great. Oh, he's a genius. I know that you have uh, been trying to eat healthier and eating some vegan options these days. Uh, beyond not a vegan, but no, no, I know, but uh, best vegan burger beyond or impossible. Um, I think I like the beyond burgers better. I mean, that's what we typically get from the grocery store. So, yeah, I've, I've had, um, impossible maybe once or twice and it's fine i don't know beyond beyond is just i'll 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 tell you a secret it's all just kind of fine (laughs) vegan food Uh, it's not bad but any time a food is pretending to be another food Mm -hmm. it's never going to be as good as the original food so i'd rather just not have the you know the charade and just have strips of you know seitan and buffalo sauce and just call it buffalo you know instead of going vegan chicken strips it's like just let it be what it is it's good you know um yeah yeah and the impossible burgers are good yeah it's 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 gotten it's gotten better in in Mm. recent years but yeah it's never going to be a one-to-one, but it's also also vegans shouldn't have to eat hot trash if they want to have right. if they want to have a burger. So, you know, I, I I think technically I'm a pescatarian because I eat fish. Um, so like my ideal my ideal meal uh, would be like salmon and um. um cauliflower rice mm-hmm. yeah but i actually make it taste good <laughs> that's the thing just got a couple more here uh these are these are two questions that i uh asked reese um and i want to get your thoughts as uh somebody who still lives in colorado um mm-hmm. best venue to play in denver the Fillmore or the Gothic? Mm, see, that's a hard one because they're they're completely different venues and size. Um, I think if we're talking right now, playing a show, I would say the Gothic because we'd never fill the Fillmore. But back, I mean, uh, you know, the uh, <clears throat> the final the final show is it's like one of my favorite shows that we've ever done. And, uh, that was at the Fillmore, you know. I mean, that was so huge and just amazing. But that's a once in a lifetime thing, I think, for Five Iron. Mm-hmm. So I would say the Gothic because it's more our size. Gothic. I mean, I've seen I've seen so many shows at the Gothic too, just growing yeah. up, and it's been around for so long. And um, and the Fillmore used to be called the Mammoth Event Center. Mm. Um. 
and it was a completely different venue and it's, it's a great venue and i've seen lots of shows there uh i saw metric there and i saw alkaline trio there and frank turner i mean a lot of great shows there cool. but uh I, I have to go with the gothic right on um best burrito in denver or in that area uh sam's number three or illegal pete's neither of those no okay neither of those sam's i mean they're the so reese was a sam's Sam's, sam's is is like diner food so it's like a diner burrito um it's good i'm not saying it's not a good burrito and uh illegal pete's is is good it's just kind of like it's like the bolder version of of chipotle okay um best burrito in denver um i'm gonna say and you know there's gonna be fights over this okay there's there people are going to erupt over this because (laughs) They know where I'm going right now. And I'm going to say Santiago's has the best green chili in Denver. And their burritos are my favorite. So, yeah, this is this the uh, talking the smothered burrito here? Or um, they're, All of their burritos. Their, their breakfast burritos are good. Their uh, smothered burritos are good. Chili inside burritos are good. Sounds good. And they, yeah. oh man, they have a they have a chicharron, mm. chicharrones that they put in there. And I don't know if you know what if your listeners know what chicharrones are, but uh, it's it's kind of like if God drooled on you, <laughs> isn't it? It's like pork or and something. And it crystallized, right? and it's that good. Yeah, okay. it's 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 um, pork belly, but yeah. it's cut into it's cut into really small cubes and deep right, fried. Right. Okay. So right it's on, like right super crispy, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, yeah, the chicharron and uh, see that's the thing is I can't have chicharrones anymore because that's not good for my heart. <laughs> right. Because I'm old. I mean that seitan chicharron. I'm saying everything wrong. Is great. <clears throat> Nailed that joke. Oh, I have, I have. That's funny because I have taken uh, the um, uh, uh, not the Impossible Burger, the other one. Um, what's it called? Beyond. Beyond. Beyond Burger. I have taken that and chopped it up and used it as taco meat before. There you <laughs> go. The uh, the soy chorizo from Trader Joe's is pretty good. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, this is why this is why I do these uh, ask these local local spot questions because once places open back up, I need to know I need to know which places to hit when I go to visit. I mean, it's part partially is because I'm curious about your preferences, but I'm also doing my own research. <laughs> now, if we're if we're going overall Mexican food, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this place called um, Las Masones. By our uh, when we when we were practicing for Yellow Second, we used to practice at our guitar player Josh's house, and Los Masones was um, right down the street. So we used to go there after practice all the time, and it's nothing. I mean, it's it's the real stuff, man. It's so good. Mm. It's amazing. Well, it's all stuff that you would never find on the menu at 
at Casa Benita. Get you logging this all, Andrew. I'm trying to. I'm trying to write <laughs> all this down. I'm trying to. I trying to figure out how to spell some of these places. <laughs> all right. Well, that is. Um, that is the. Uh, <laughs> Sing it. I'm not singing it because you guys <laughs> you guys gave me shit for my Barry Manilow. No, I, I enjoyed it. Do it again. <laughs> nope. Andy was Andy was furrowing his brow. So no, you. Get I always it. for my brow is always furrowed. <laughs> he was just processing information that was coming at him. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot. There was a lot to process. <laughs> um, I want to ask. Uh, one more thing before we transition out here, which is last time you were on the pod, you talked about your book little, which came out last year. Uh, Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about your poetry collection called October. Do you have anything in the works? Are you, are you working on stuff like that these days? Um, Well, I'm always writing um, and I have ideas for stories and stuff. Uh, Nothing's really materialized. Mm -hmm. Um, I really want to do a graphic novel. And cool. I have a, I have an outline for it. And I reached out to one dude, a Denver guy that I met. Uh, he's a five iron fan, but I met him through mile high comics. Okay. Um, and, um, but he knew some of the other members of the band really well. And uh, <clears throat> we kind of ran into each other at mile high comics and, and, but he, he hasn't gotten back to me yet. So, okay. and he may just be busy. I mean, everybody's got weird stuff going on right now. Yeah. But, and then, and then, like I said, I, I wrote an outline for, uh, uh, a, uh, brave St. Saturn trilogy. If we yes. were going to do that again. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm always writing poetry. Um, I write it on my phone right here. Usually when I'm bored, right on. I just start writing stuff. Yeah. Um, well, folks should should check out Little in October. You can still pick those up online. Uh, fully support these writing projects. Um, here's I can I can uh, I yeah, can man. read an, a a poem if you want one I wrote it recently. Let's it do is. it. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> just a little backstory to this poem. My son and I started skating together again. Well, I, my son started skating and I picked it back up. So we've been going like skate parks and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's getting pretty good. I mean, he's got a really solid, you know, Ollie and, um, how old is he? You know, 11. Okay. And, um, it really, really brought us, it really, really brought us together. So I wrote this mm. poem. It's called <clears throat> where the land meets the sky. Mm. I feel like we're the same. You and I. You're like showers of rain. I'm the sky. Skate to the horizon. We'll meet there. We are father and son. Perfect pair. Crack a six, six, three, sixty. Bomb the hill. Wicked fifty, fifty, fifties. <clears throat> Looks that kill. Motley crew, me and you. Bandaged, broken, battered, and bruised. Crushed like sand into priceless diamonds. You and I, forever alive and skating together where the land meets the sky. That's beautiful, man. Dude, that's beautiful. That's so that's so touching. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I just yeah. I'm terrible at um, at at reading aloud. I get really nervous. Yeah. So I stumble over my words a lot. Sorry. No, that (laughs) was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, Yeah, I I just love that you that you have these uh, 
you know, side endeavors and you're keeping them up and folks should check it out if they haven't yet. Um, mm-hmm. They should also check out that Five Iron Frenzy Kickstarter That's starting right. today through the end bow, of the bow, month. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> I had that ready to go earlier and I, <laughs> I dropped hold it. On. So. Hold on. No. Hold on a second. Um, <laughs> what do you got for me? <laughs> all right. All right, John, go ahead and say, say this again. Okay. Uh, what folks should do is go check out that Five Iron Frenzy Kickstarter. Starting today through the end of the month, support the new album. <laughs> <laughs> Check out So We Sing starting today. Um, yeah, ready to see this Five Iron album come to life. So let's support them. Andy, thank you, for- <laughs> thank you so much for coming back and, and, and messing around with us. We always love hanging out with you. Yeah, man. It's fun. Well, thank you so much to Andy Verdecchio, returning guest, friend of the pod. Uh, big day for Five Iron. Happy to be able to talk through things with him. <laughs> I had it pulled up on my phone, too. <laughs> uh, let us know your thoughts on this conversation, on the new song, on this Kickstarter. Uh, let's get into it at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Subscribe to the pod if you haven't already and give us a rating or review. We'll read your review on the pod. Email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 872-7-MAG-POD. You can support us at the Patreon over at patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. And you can pick up some merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Uh, we should say... Yeah. This is our last proper episode for a little bit. Yeah. Um, taking a little break as we as we get ready for season three. Um, we will we will keep stuff going for for Patreon punks over at the Patreon. In the meantime, we'll also uh, probably pop up occasionally with an episode, perhaps uh, in that break. But but for now, we got we got some some wheel spinning, some cool things coming. Yep. Um, Can't wait. I just want to say. Uh, John, it's been an absolute pleasure navigating this year, talking Amen. Five Iron. Uh, this this has been truly a uh, extremely meaningful and life giving pod season, and yeah. uh, I appreciate you, appreciate the listeners, and uh, I hope. Hope you guys stick around with us. Uh, we'll still be on the socials, but we're really excited for season three, and we we hope that you see us there too. Yeah, man. Thanks to you for for birthing this beautiful podcast <laughs> baby we were raising together. Um, yeah, I've had a ton of fun this year. It's truly been a, a balm <laughs> in this insane year to have this uh, to work on and to have it have been such a I don't know a joy for us. So. Thanks to you. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to Shadow Producer Jason and Unoriginal Vinyl. And thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios and Danny Leary for artwork. Well, time has wound down. Uh, But only for this season, we want you to be found enjoying the next season. (laughs) 